Terrifying takeover of the spookiest month of the year. Daltober is dead and gone, but it has risen from its grave with an insatiable thirst for blood and a month of vampire stories. So grab your garlic and your crucifixes and prepare yourself for Valtober. Thirsty paranormal freaks out there! It is I, Golden Jay, hanging out with the Rocker Chick and Jay Dove, and welcome to the second edition of Vamtober. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys are enjoying the intro. When we actually recorded a J Dub's episode of Vamtober, it wasn't finished. I didn't. I didn't know if we would get there. Um, the guy who did the work for us on the, on the voiceover has got a ton of shit going on in his life. And, and it was, uh, you know, I was hoping he'd be able to do it because he's so fucking good at it. Mm-hmm. And he, w- he came through. So I want to say, Chris Clayton, thank you so much for doing the voiceover work in, in the intro for Vamtober. Um, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, it's great. G- yeah, he did a wonderful job. Yep. Gunner, I sent it to Gunner, and he won't stop listening to it. He can fucking recite it. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying that that new intro for Vamptober, and you should go check out Chris's uh, podcast. It's called Guys with Issues. It's him and Will and Pat, and um, they review comic books to movies and and stuff like that. Um, you know, I listen to it every week and he's doing a great job and so go check it out. Guys with issues. You can find it on Spotify and Apple. So nice. Cool. Yeah. So Chris, thank you so much for, uh, for, um, doing that for us. And hopefully we gave him the itch to get back out there and do some more. Cause that's what he texted me. He's like, man, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) He really liked the, the finished product of it. So. Yes. Um, so what's going on? It's been a it's been a minute since uh, we've been in the studio. Anything exciting going on? Are you gonna shit your pants? No, I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the same face for both, apparently. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Camping season's almost over. With I'm sad. Are you feeling sad about that? I am. I, I am too. I'm sad. We haven't spent as much time out there as we kind of hoped we would this year. But uh, yeah, we're getting ready to close it up. We're going to spend the next couple weekends out there. And so by the time, uh, well, no, let's see, this will air and then we'll have one more weekend there. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. They shut the water off and, you know, you kind of pack everything up and call it good and go back again in April. Yeah, and you're holed up in your house. Bored as hell. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll keep you busy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got lots of stuff we're working on here at the United States Paranormal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jen's been keeping me popping. Let me say right up front, 
I want to uh, say thank you to J-Dub, and I want to say thank you to Logan. Um, you guys have definitely got me motivated into doing stepping outside of what no- or normally I would do and getting out there and getting things done. And and uh, you guys are you guys are doing great work. So oh, thanks. Yeah. Now I would I would uh, pressure the rocker chick, but uh, when you work what. 12 hour days yeah. I, i'm not gonna pick on her for very much <laughs> Thank shit. You. i'm just happy that she's able to be here with us and, <laughs> and uh work on her stories when she, when she <laughs> but yeah thank you guys for making uh making the extra effort to come up with some of these ideas and the things we got going on and it does it makes a big difference when you got people motivated with you so i appreciate it a lot so now what else has been going on Nothing, like you said. I've just been working and trying to just, yeah, keep rolling and <laughs> keep on <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. <sighs> <laughs> exactly. Um, did everybody enjoy the Southern Indiana Paranormal Society? Yes. Yes. Uh, they were great, weren't mm-hmm. they? It was that was so much fun. We talked about that in the other side. Did you guys? Did the listeners enjoy the other side? Did you listen to the other side? Not yet. Okay. It's really good. It's a real well, the first one was really good. <laughs> I just got to get to this one. I listened to the first Vamptober. There you go. See, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you did a great job on the first one, going back and re-listening to it, even though I lived it, edited it, and then I did listen to it again. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I tried real hard on that one. You're so sassy in it. So sassy. Have you met me? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh, anything for you? Nothing? Just work, work, and... Yep. All work, right. work, no play. Makes no. Rocker Chick a dull boy. <laughs> God, I hope she's not a dull boy. That'd just no. be weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so in last week's episode, uh, we went over some emails, and I said that I held one back for today's episode that I wanted to spend some time with because there's a lot going on. Um this is a very long email, and I just want to read it and then get your guys' opinion on some of the stuff that she uh, she has put in this. So, are you are you guys think you guys are ready? I'm ready. Ready? Is am I ready? I have to I have to read all this. Oh God! <laughs> Bear with us, guys. Oh my! Hopefully, there's no big words. Oh, wait on my story. Some of those words in there. Are, yeah. You thought J-Dub butchered shit last week. Holy cow. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> wait. I never, never. Oh, come on. There was a one point where she stopped and she goes, the, un, oh, the, I. <laughs> hey, that was edited out. You're not supposed to say Oh, that. shit. I wasn't supposed to say that? No. Nope. Cut it. I, no, I left it in there. I swear I did. <laughs> you did not. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just listened to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So this is from our friend y- Yahira. Nice. Yes, when she is uh, emailed uh, uh, a couple times. We've talked about her before. She says, I'm so excited for Vamtober. I can't wait to see what you all have planned. Also love the new ending audio. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nice. I also heard th- uh, the new episode where you talked about my email, and I have no idea why I had so much anxiety, LOL. <laughs> um, also, you did say my name correctly. 
Look Woo! at me. Uh, ya hi. Oh, it's ya hi. Like when you say hi, ra. <laughs> ya hi ra. Like when you say hi. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. I love the comment J Dub said about at least you guys don't make me poop my pants. <laughs> Uh, well, at least she liked it. Yeah, you guys haven't done that, but you guys have almost made me pee my pants from <laughs> laughing so much. Also, I never realized how country I sounded until you were reading my email. The northern girl in me is disappointed, LOL. Thank you so much for the mention and the love. I also have a spookiest story to tell along with family rumors and drama i'm sorry in advance for this email being ridiculously long <laughs> please tell me if i'm annoying you <laughs> i do tend to ramble uh i was told this story by my mother my family and i come from a small country in central america called el salvador my story is about my aunt and her husband before, before they got married my uncle was being uh, my uncle was, oh, sorry, you have to forgive me. You know how I am. We know. Oh, okay. I thought it said farmer. <laughs> my uncle was being a two-timer and seeing my aunt and another woman at the same time. My uncle told the other woman that he was going to pick her and they were going to leave together. At the last minute, my uncle changed his mind and chose my aunt instead. Well, the saying, hell has no fury like a woman scorn, <laughs> rings true. The woman was so mad that she went to the local witch and had her do a job on my aunt. <gasps> what? what do you suppose that is? A mm. job. Bad job. The lady took a picture of my aunt. I don't know how she got it. Creepy. Gave it to the witch. <laughs> the witch went and burned it in a dead man's grave who had been killed with a machete. My aunt started to go crazy. She would burst out into hysterics and scream, I see him. He's coming to get me. He's right there. Talking about the dead man. Well, my grandmother and my other aunt went to another witch and explained what was going on. The witch told my grandmother, grandmother about the curse, curse slash witch, witchcraft that was done to her. And to break the curse, my grandmother and the witch went to the cemetery at a certain time and day and removed my aunt's picture. When her picture was removed... My aunt stopped seeing the dead man. Crazy, huh? Ew. Hmm. Just ew? I mean, that's a lot to take in. Just ew? Do you see my face? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that says yeah, a you, lot. You have a vam vampire look going on right there. The uh, Doesn't she? She's well, like, got to squat down there. Good. Yeah. Shit. She's an alien. Alien vampire. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> now my mom and dad separated when I was about 13 and it really uh, it was really ugly. My dad's side of the family was very nasty towards my mom. They even went as far as to call her a witch and and that when I got older 
and became of age that she was going to show me and teach me her ways so I can make men fall in love with me. Ooh. They said, so wait, I mean, does that make her mom a witch if she knows how to do that? Well, if they're going to call you that, why not do it? That reminds me of a, just, just, you know, what does it turn into the skid? Lean into the <laughs> skid? What is it? You've never heard of that? She's giving me. You can't a... beat them, join them, or something like that. <laughs> if they're going to call you that, then I guess become one. Oh, okay. All right. They said that my grandmother and my great grandmother were witches and they passed the trade, if you will, down to the girls in the family. Of course, it bothered my mom to the point where she'd cry, but now she laughs, laughs at it and just kind of rolls with it. Every year around October, we joke about saying we have to dust off our brooms <laughs> and get out witch, get out witch powers, get our witch powers flowing. <sighs> Sorry. If the broom fits, ride it. Oh. Yeah. My husband even jokes around with us and plays along too. Uh, with all that being said, I do want to say this. I am very confused in whether or not I'm a skeptic or a believer. I believe it was the episode where you and Logan reunited, and I can <laughs> say this respectfully to Kayla and my husband, but I love Logan and his voice. <laughs> his voice is very calming and comforting, as it is... Uh, as it's as if I've known him for a long time. Sorry to sound like a total creep, but just wanted to say that. LOL. Uh, so when we reunited, it, you and you talked about believers and skeptics. So apparently, in the in the one we talked about that, mm -hmm. I feel like a believer because my family has these stories, and ever since my mom and I played around that we're witches. Things have been happening that just can't be coincidence. But I also feel like a skeptic because of the simple fact that I haven't experienced, seen, or heard anything. Now, I'm not going to break out a Ouija board <laughs> just yeah. to have something or someone communicate with me, but I'd like to yet again say thank you for making this podcast because every single time I hear an episode, I feel like I'm slowly becoming a believer more and more. Yay. I just crossed the line at aliens. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> Fuck aliens. No. I'm like J-Dub. I don't like aliens. Ever since the movie signs and I saw <laughs> the horrid scene where he comes out of the bushes nope no thank you <laughs> yeah thank you again golden j bobby and j dub sorry for the encyclopedia of an email that i sent listen i love this email i love your yeah. story um i think it's i think it was pretty great and like i said i wanted to save this because it was a longer email and i think it needs to be I think we need to talk about this just a minute. And yeah. let's, me and Logan covered it, like I said, in the other side. But <laughs> what is what is your feelings on the difference between a believer and a skeptic? How do you? What is your guys' feeling on that? Okay, start off. 
I I know both of you are believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't until I lived it. But can do you think that you can be a believer without ever actually experiencing anything? Oh, yeah. Well, I've never experienced anything that I believe. I mean, I believe there's things out there that haven't, that are there that, you know, there's no physical. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I believe and I think that I'm even more concerned with running into something that would I would bring home and can't get rid of. Mm. That was, you know, that's a, a big concern, too, I think, in, in my world, in my head. But I don't think I don't think you can be wrong on either side of that of that board. I think it, you know if you can be a skeptic and a believer at the same time. I don't I don't believe that you have to just be one or the other. I mean, you can believe, but you can also still have reservations on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, until you actually completely experience something of your very very own, it's okay to be a little skeptical and to you know put some thought into it. Just don't don't buy into it one hundred percent. Do some you know if you hear a story on here and you know, it interests you do a little more research on your own and go look at pictures or, you know, watch another documentary or, you know, there's some great stuff out there, man. Uh, you know, I can't imagine we would even come close to covering even a portion of what, what mm-hmm. is out there on some of these stories. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So be both, be a believer and be a skeptic and, and uh, we won't judge on either side. Oh. Just don't be a hater. We, it, we hate haters. We hate haters. <laughs> I believe, like, yeah, I believe in ghosts and um, Sasquatch and those kind of things. I believe they exist, but I'm a skeptic when it comes to, like, the new pictures coming out with yeah. the mermaids and stuff. Oh, we found a mermaid skeleton. It's so easy for people these days to put that stuff together, you know. And there's apps that you can take a picture and then, oh, there's a ghost. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, you got to be skeptical on pictures that just pop up and be like, oh, we found a, the bones of a, you know, a mermaid. And it <laughs> <laughs> look just like a person's skeleton with, you know, a fish thing. Fish <laughs> tail, like, yeah. Well, that's like uh, <laughs> Golden Jay sent me a video from TikTok, and he's like, watch it. Watch the end. And it was that a mermaid. And I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you, could, you could tell when things are kind of spliced together. Yeah. And I mean, when, and then like when you're watching uh, TikTok or Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and I mean, it could look like a legit, <gasps> bless you, a legit ghost. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, it could still be a ghost, but I mean, so maybe I'm half and half. I believe, but I'm still skeptic. I want to debunk it. Uh huh. Well, and I mean, <laughs> I, I think that's an important part of, of some of these ghost hunting shows. Uh, you know, um, ghost hunters did a lot of did a lot of time trying to debunk stuff and. I think it's important to run some tests and, and to try to prove that, okay, maybe this could happen. You know, uh, EVPs and, and 
um, the electrical when they have old wiring through the house and and, the, and that stuff goes off. But they did a lot of that early on. You know, you get that feeling like you're being watched. Well, sometimes old old electrical through old houses will give you that same feeling. You know, so you go and you check that. But um, I think it's important to to take everything that you see on the internet with a grain of salt because you don't know what's been AI'd, you know, so to speak, you know, uh, and, but enjoy life and believe and don't, you know, don't put it in a box and put it away go out there and explore and, and, you know, do these things to help you with your skepticism. And I guess don't believe what's on the internet until you see what's in, in front of you in person. How's that? Sure. But don't not be a believer. Yeah. That's get off the internet and get outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Now you got to be on the internet because it's going to get cold and you're going to be trapped in your house. Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> you still got your horses to go outside and play with. Yeah. But you know who's going to be out there? I'm not saying it. She said it enough when she did the story on it. You mean the cold-hearted, frozen beast from the north? Yeah. (laughs) Or he's like decomposing. (laughs) Gross. The one they go. Shh. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my. Um, Yeah, fun stuff. Fun, fun stuff. I did get a, uh, um, what was that? Was it, I don't think it was an email. I think it was a comment on the actual post on Facebook for the Wendigo um, picture. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, should come up. There it is. Um, uh, Casey James posted on the picture from the socials from that episode and it says i've seen i i've seen i'm pretty sure that i think it just i think he got auto corrected here it says i've seen a wendigo on my property along with bigfoot and indian spirits there is an indian burial burial ground on my property also i live in northern indiana and i'd love to try and catch the wendigo no 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 no, no, no. So, uh, Casey, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, I am me. Tell me where you're from in northern Indiana. I'd love to know. Hopefully it's far away from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I just spend a same. lot of time out in the barn in the in the wintertime, so that's creepy. It'll be all right. You'll know. You can smell him coming. Mm. <laughs> You guys should see her face right now. It's amazing what these stories will do to you. Well, isn't it? Hmm. When going out late at night and yeah, and uh, having to deal with that, pretty insane. All right, J Dub, what do you got for me? <gasps> hmm. Let me ask you this. Okay. Riddle me this. Oh shit! It's what? Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> What is a vampire's favorite fruit? Oh, God. <laughs> a blood orange. 
I don't. I don't know. What is it? You gotta take a stab at a it. A banana. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. That was a that was a punchline for another joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have to deal with this. <laughs> a neck to ring. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that was good. <laughs> Got ya. <laughs> Oh, I might have heard that before. I just forgot the punchline. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good stuff right there. There you go, people. (laughs) (laughs) The little vampire vamtober joke for you. Just go ahead and take it around. And uh, no, it's like what a ghost put on their cereal. Bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Why did the witch break up with a Halloween monster? I don't know why. He had a Halloweeny. Oh. <laughs> Where do ghosts like to vacation? The Dead Sea. <laughs> and that's all I got right at that's the all moment. You got. Yeah. All right. This is what we do all day long. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, well, are we ready to get into today's vampire story? Yeah! All right, well, I'm going to stamp the passports because we're leaving the old United States of paranormal. Where are we going? We're going to Hungary. Hungary! Hungary. Which, I thought I, I, thought I wrote that down, maybe I didn't, is now uh, Slovakia? Eh, maybe not. We'll just keep with hungry and call it good. I, th- it's it's been a it's been it's been a long day and it's been a lot of research on this thing in the last few days. So you'll have to forgive me. But are you ready? Yes. All right. We are going to Hungary because Elizabeth Bathory was born August seventh, fifteen sixty, in Hungary. She was raised in a noble family. Elizabeth knew a life of privilege from an early age and might have been the product of inbreeding between the Baron George Bathany and Baroness Anna Bathory. Um, but I did, I did do a little research on that because it said uh, the uh, consistent inter, intermarriage among a few hungry, Hungarian noble families evidently caused a bloodline to run a bit thin. <laughs> One of Elizabeth's uncles was repu- uh, addicted to rituals and worship in honor of Satan. Her aunt enjoyed torturing servants, and Elizabeth's brother Stephen was a drunkard and a lecher. Many members of Elizabeth's family complained in their private letters which uh, showed signs, evidence of madness and other psychological disturbances. Mm-hmm. So that bloodline is running thin. 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 Thin, thin. That family tree had no branches. <laughs> uh, and also the Bathories were rumored to be related to the most infamous personage of the 15th century. Vlad the Third, also known as Vlad the Impaler, Ooh. or or Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You guys knew Vladian Player was Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured you probably did. Okay, so check this out. This, uh, this in in fifteen seventy one, Elizabeth was eleven years old, and she was what is the word officiated to um, <laughs> Count Fernandez Nadasi who himself was only 16. So basically she was promised to him mm. at the age of 11. You know, because it was one of those deals where this no, you know, they're trying to mm-hmm. combine their nobility and all this right. stuff. Um, but her her betrothal notwithstanding, Elizabeth indulged in an, uh, games with local peasant boys. And by the age of 14... She was with child. Oh. Uh, alarmed by the probability of a scandal, her mother uh, whisked Elizabeth, Elizabeth away to the castle in Transylvania where the baby, a daughter, was born. A woman agreed to take care of the unwanted baby and was endowed with money and exiled to uh, Wallachica for the duration of Elizabeth's lifetime. So they didn't kill the baby. They didn't just lock her away. And, you know, at least they gave her to somebody who would care for her. And, and mm-hmm. you know, but they they basically exiled her from, from their kingdom so that, that that baby would never be known about. So and then several months after that in 1575, she uh, got married to, um, what did I say his name was? Fernandez. For, for Fernandes. Let's just call him Frankie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be easier for me. Um, <laughs> they got married at in a castle at one of the most impressive and splashy high society weddings of the century. Mm-hmm. So we start with nobility, and now we're even more nobility because we've added these two families together. Uh, she called the Salight Castle home where she had received it as a wedding gift from her husband. He was a famed um, war hero, and he became the youngest general to command the border fortress defenses of southwest Hungary and gained the high title of Master of the Emperor's Horse. And in the 1600s, he was appointed the commander-in-chief of the Christian forces of Transdanbaya, Transdanbaya, making him the most powerful person in the country. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Nothing? No, no questions? No, no questions. Uh, nothing? Okay. You sure? No interaction on this? Just going to read my story? I'm listening. (laughs) Between 1575 and 1603, Frankie conducted war against the Turks, visiting his wife only occasionally during lapses in the fighting. You like how I just called him Frankie? Fuck it. This is going to call him Frankie. (laughs) Uh, in the beginning, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth stayed at the Nadasi seat of the castle where she superintended the 
household and discipline the servants in creative ways. Uh, Elizabeth beat her servant girls with, I don't know, what is a cuddle? A cudgel. A cudgel. No? Do you, do you look no that idea. up? Uh, stick needles into various parts of their anatomies and threw young girls into the snow naked and had hot water poured on them until they froze to death. Wow. A cudgel is a short, thick stick used as a weapon. Okay. Uh, this latter act of barbarity was in, immortalized in a Hungarian artist, uh, Isvand Kosk, who was a 19th century painter. A scene of Elizabeth seated before several female victims laughing as accomplices dosed their victims with water. Um, that painting actually resides in the Hungarian State Archives. So I actually went and looked at that painting when I read this, and wow, I, I want to know how he did it, whether he did it after, away from, you know, there was no way he was going to sit there and paint it. He had to do it by memory, but because she would have fucking had his head for, for that because she's kicked back in her fucking throne chair, and, you know, there's all these naked girls and these people doing all these fucking tortures on them. Dang. Yeah. Um. The young couple had no children during the first 10 years of marriage. Then in uh, 1585, Anna was born, followed by two more daughters, Ursula and Catherine, uh, over the next several years. Uh, finally, a son named Paul was born. And according to author William Seabrook, who quoted from one surviving letter written by Elizabeth, to Frankie, Elizabeth had turned to witchcraft in order to induce fertility. Because, you know, they went so long without having a son. And, you know, you can't have a noble family without yeah. a son. So um, Elizabeth had, you know, got into a little bit of witchcraft there. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so certain companions in which she had surrounded herself by the late 1500s suggested an unusual preoccupation with the black arts. Uh, so among those was a sorcerer named Janos, uh, and there were three alleged witches named Helena, uh, I'll call this one Dorothy, <laughs> and the other one Anna, and two others known as Ursi. And Kathleen, or Kath, yeah. So she surrounded herself with what she was uh, calling, you know, what they, other witches. Um, you find out, you, you, you follow what I'm saying there? So she's studying witchcraft, and now she's surrounded with other people that study witchcraft. So. Right. She's got a coven going on. Oh, there you go. Um, Elizabeth was proud of her pronounced beauty. As the years wore on, she became uh, narcissistic and woe to the poor handmaidens who failed to please her mistress' taste during these morning attributes. For the, uh, the victims would be stripped and tortured by Elizabeth and her companions. She's a mean bitch. She is not a good person. <laughs> she learned it from her mom. Her mom 
Yeah. Did that to her. True. True. Slaves or whatever you want to call them. Um, of course, Elizabeth wished to remain young and beautiful, not only for uh, for those brief interludes when her husband returned from war, but in order to please her growing list of lovers. Mm. Well, he was gone for long periods of time. She needed a little action. Okay. No? <laughs> That's how you get the ick. Well, she's got witches and sorcerers to take away the ick. Uh, according to witnesses, during the early years of her marriage, uh, Elizabeth eloped with a mysterious stranger dressed in black with milk-white skin and sharp teeth. Eventually, Elizabeth returned to her husband without the stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Elizabeth literally of horror knew no natural bounds. Her victims were universally female who were prefer, for, preferably fair-haired, fair-skinned, large bosom, and under the age of 18, which sounds like every man I know. <laughs> no? Girl servants were beaten until they became unrecognizable lumps and congealed flesh, bone, and blood on the stone floor. Molten wax, knives, branding irons, rods, and ropes were employed in this gruesome fashion. So these girls are just getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. It's insane. So, yeah, this is what she's doing to her servants. And these young girls, as they come in, uh, several were forced to eat their own flesh and those and those of other victims. Elizabeth herself, when ill, frequently bit and ripped out pieces of their faces and breasts of attendants who displeased her. Whenever her uh, imagination flagged, her cohort stepped in. And played out fantasies of their own. Ew. This is a mean, mean bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. She's not going to come back and haunt me, is she? Mm-hmm. Don't say her name too many times. <laughs> she might. <laughs> I'm going to change it to Beth. During <laughs> one beating, Beth was splattered by the blood of her victim. While wiping off the blood, she noted that her skin appeared more smooth and more youthful. So, you know, subsequently, the belief that blood could renew her youth and beauty became her obsession, which now led to more crimes. Uh, New devices of torture were created. For example, the iron cage with spikes fixed inward that hung from the ceiling Beth and her friends would poke and burn young women trapped inside who would struggle in torment. The spikes inside the cage would cause severe lacerations and cause bleeding. Positioned underneath, Elizabeth drank and washed in the blood as it rained down. The red source of life was caught in and through and transported into her bath, which she began to take as a ritual at four o'clock in the morning. So here's the deal. So she gets splattered with blood. 
makes her she thinks that it makes her skin look young. So now she's actually filling tubs with blood and bathing in these in these tubs. And she's drinking it too, right? And she's drinking it. Ugh. Yeah. That's a lot of blood. So that's a yeah. lot of people. I, I was trying to do the math on it. You know, how many cups? How I mean, if you if I mean, if you bleed, how many quarts of blood does a human body have? And how many quarts of water does a bathtub hold? Those are the things that uh, you need to think about. It says the normal range for an adult human is usually estimated at five to six quarts of blood. So how many quarts does it take to fill a bathtub? Let's just a say lot. let's just say the five quarts. I mean you said five to six, right? Let's say five quarts of blood in the human body. Let's take that and divide it by how many quarts in a bathtub? Bathtubs can usually hold between thirty five and fifty gallons. Oh. Okay, so and a quart is only is four. So you have to have four, four to make a gallon. So it's a lot of people. So wait, so it takes four quarts to make a gallon. Yes. So, <laughs> so what's four times thirty-five? I'll do it. Four times thirty-five equals that's a hundred and forty gallons. Is that right? No, that's wrong. It takes four quarts for a gallon. Yeah. That'd be 140 quarts. So 140 quarts and divide that by five, five that's 28 people to fill a bathtub. Hopefully she reuses that. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> suppose that she drains it, strains it, you know, purifies it and fucking uses it again. Her hootie and butt juice is in there. I don't think I want to reuse it. Her hootie and butt <laughs> juice is in there. Yeah. <laughs> You're just now thinking about that, are you? Are you thinking about her hootie being a... <laughs> my, oh. my... <laughs> She's making hootios. <laughs> Would it bubble the same way if you actually toot it in there? <laughs> It'd be like, bloop, 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 would it be, you know, would it, would it be a like, thicker? Bloop, bloop, yes, bloop. <laughs> sound like soup, <laughs> <laughs> tomato <laughs> soup. <laughs> She'd take a little grilled cheese sandwich in there with her, dip it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that took a weird turn. All right. <laughs> it always does. Um. So uh, so best husband Frankie uh, fell ill in 1603 and finally died in January of 1604 at the age of 47. Um, you know, then she what she did was is she fucking kicked his mom out of the fucking castle. She hated that bitch. Surprised like, she didn't drain her blood. You know, that does. Yeah. It's too, too old. Oh, uh, like the young yeah, girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, with the kids fully grown, uh, uh, Beth was free to step up the pace of her activity. What's so up? her mother-in-law is living in the castle with her and just Not letting anymore. all this shit go on? Well, would you... Uh... Maybe she doesn't know about it. Maybe it's in a, like a basement or something. Not wondering where all the servants have went? Well... <laughs> they a high turnover. <laughs> high turnover. 
I'm going to oh get to goodness. that here in just a second, and yeah. I'll, maybe it'll explain it'll explain that that exact uh, that exact comment. So, um, so basically, Beth is going to step up her activity. Uh, the toll of victims mounted. However, rumor of the devilish happenings began to spread. Okay. Well, God, I would hope so. These people have to have families. Well, that, once again, this is. Uh, I mean, I'll get to that. <laughs> Okay, so hold on, let me find it. Now you've got me all. I'm sorry. Now you got me all. Uh, That's why I don't speak. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I'll just go ahead and so so. What happened was is that they were she was using peasant servants. She was using the the children, the young girls of peasants uh, of. Her kingdom. Right. So they weren't saying shit about their daughters going missing. Okay. But things start to escalate and she decides that she needs more noble girls. And so she starts bringing in noble girls and starts killing them and using their blood. And now the... Uh, um. King Mathis of Hungary and his brother decide, well, what the fuck's going on? Why are why are all of our girls disappearing? So they get this guy, uh, Thurzo, to start doing some investigation. And that's when, you know, shit starts to really fall apart for Beth. She starts, you know, they capture him and capture all of her horde and, and, uh, they actually put them, they put her cohorts on trial. They would not put Elizabeth on trial because of nobility and the backlash for the country and the properties. So basically, she was guilty, but they didn't really try her. They knew what she had done because a lot of, there was a lot of people coming forward and saying they saw her do this and they saw her do that. And, so they knew that she was, you know, leading this thing. But the witches and the sorcerer, all of them got captured and they got tried. And um, I'm trying to think, uh, did they, I think they burned them at the stake. They burned them alive. I think he was beheaded. I'm looking through my notes here real quick. Since it's all, yeah, I have all this about the raid and the testimonies of witchcraft and torture and vampirism and cannibalism. All that stuff came forward. Um, yeah. Uh, the pronounced of guilty was a foregone conclusion despite their frank confessions uh, because the, the girls, the witches, claimed it up. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. Beside, beside their frank confessions, uh, Helena and Dorothy had their fingers torn out with uh, fiery pinchers and were burned alive. Um, the one was beheaded and thrown in the fire. Uh, Kathleen escaped the death sentence, but later, um, about a month later, Elizabeth's co the accomplices were uh, the other ones were beheaded and executed also. So, so all those people that were 
like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is great. This is wonderful. Yeah, they got a little bit in the end by themselves, too. So so after all of her friends, quote-unquote friends, <laughs> uh, were executed, they actually walled the blood countess into one room, leaving only enough holes for ventilation and one small opening so that food could be passed to her. So next, four gibbets were erected at all four corners of the castle to symbolize that justice had been done. And I think she was there till finally, oh yeah, August 21st of 1614, one of the guards peered into the hole of her chamber and saw her lying face down. The Countess Elizabeth Abathony had died at the age of 54. Wow. Hmm. I guess all that blood didn't do anything for her. <laughs> all right. In conclusion to my story here. You ready? Yep. Today, Elizabeth Bathany is infamously <laughs> remembered as the blood countess who killed up to 650 girls and yeah. women wow. in the kingdom of Hungary. If all of these stories about her are true, then she is likely the most prolific and vicious female serial killer of all time. But not everybody's convinced that she was guilty. Really? Yeah. There are still some skeptics and some theorists that think that, that yeah, that she was that uh, the sorcerers and the witches all just kind of did it without her. It was happening in, happening in her well, home. I mean. And we still go back to the painting that I looked at with her sitting there as all these things are being done. Right. So I don't really think there's. Uh, I'm just putting that out there because it is part of the story. I personally don't believe that she is, is not guilty. I believe that she is extremely guilty. And uh Yeah. But that's how she became uh, Countess Dracula, hmm. known as Countess Dracula, hmm. the most horrific and prolific serial killer of all time. Dang, that's a title. 28 people to fill a bathtub. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I hope she had a big kingdom. Well, like I said, she was using all of the peasants children to, to do most of it and it wasn't until later on when she actually started using noble because she thought you know as time goes on she's you know the blood's no longer quote unquote working so she decided that it was because the blood wasn't pure enough or well it doesn't matter that fucking tree is just straight up and down anyway but <laughs> she went for nobles and you know when when you start raising flags like that you know uh, other kings are being like what the is going on over here so mm -hmm. yeah red flags red red flags so that is the story of countess dracula she was well, a mean uh, bitch uh, she was not very nice not. not very nice at all yeah yeah man okay she would be pretty fucked to can, uh, do all that can, i mean her her family's known for it, but I mean, people have families that do shit, and you know, like one 
sibling will grow up to be the same way and the other one will be the complete opposite. Like, none of it, you right. know? Right. So it's like, you had a choice, lady. You could have been a good person. And you fucked it all up. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it was it was an interesting story to me. I I gave I wanted to give you a little bit of the nobility coming into the story, so you knew that um, you know she wasn't just like hiding, you know, doing all this in back rooms. She was literally doing it in her castle with people right there in the you know in the throne room with some of that shit. So. Um, that's why I threw it in. But I, you know, I've listened to different pods and read different stories and a lot of them spend a ton of time on, on the nobility of all of it. And who's this person and that person. And it got to be a little old. So hopefully I didn't uh, bore you too much. I want to give you a little bit. So you knew where we were at with it, no, but please. Um, yeah, but to be, uh, can you imagine you, you spend the last, I think it was about the four years, four or five years in a room you talk about winter, yeah. It's a painting. And did you find a painting? Um, just being stuck in a room with with just vents and a place for your food to, to be pushed in. What do you do with your time? Yeah. I mean, she's already on that verge of being totally insane. How do you just not scratch yeah. the walls down? You know what I mean? Maybe she came up with some imaginary friends. Could be. Huh. Well, since we're all sane, you know, we won't, we'll never know. <laughs> we're all sane. For now. <laughs> we are all sane. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. There's nothing insane about us at all. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there you go. That was good. I Elizabeth liked it. Bathory. Countess Dracula. All right. Well, let's get back on the plane. You guys bring your passports? Going back. Coming back to the United States. Woohoo. Flying in. (laughs) (laughs) Take you on a little road trip to Hungary or Slovakia or wherever the hell. I got to figure that out now. I know I read that somewhere. Damn it. Damn it. Something like that. Well, back then it was hungry, so it's all right. Back then it was hungry, yeah. And that's, I mean, is hungry not a thing anymore? Is hungry gone? Or is hungry still there? I thought hungry was still there. (laughs) I think it's still there. Maybe it's got a different name, but. I'm hungry. (laughs) Me too. What? Why? Did you not eat before you come over? No. Okay. Anyways, United States Paranormal at gmail dot com. <laughs> is is hung? Did hungry used to be? Did, did Slovakia used to be hungry? Or I don't even know. I'm gonna figure that out okay. on the next episode <laughs> of the United States of Paranormal. Golden Jay deep dives into Slovakia. Hungry. No, I'd rather listen to the rocker chick story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the United States of Paranormal. And I hope you're enjoying Vamtober. 
And don't forget to go to the website, the United States Paranormal.com, and check out all of the kick ass. Yeah. And I mean kick ass of Vamptober merchandise, which include ribbed knit beanies. <laughs> I only said that because it makes her laugh. Uh, we have a 16 by 20 poster, uh, stimulus wine glasses, can shaped glasses, unisex t shirts. Uh, Three-quarter sleeve uh, T-shirts and a really fucking cool fleece zip-up hoodie. I got my shirt. J-Dub's got her stuff on the way. I need to get uh, our stuff ordered, our too. We can't not have Vamptober merchandise. No. Damn straight. All right, guys. Until next week. Later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The United States of Paranormal. Check us out at theunitedstatesofparanormal.com or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter, at T-O-S-O-P-P-O-D. At Instagram, at the United States of Paranormal. Or Facebook, at the United States of Paranormal. Or YouTube, at the United States of Paranormal. 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs Fans, The Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And if you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.